listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Hey everyone, Bing is for doing, and we are doing another after show right here, right now on AfterBuzzTV.com for Once Upon a Time Season 2, Episode 5, titled The Doctor, and it is our very special Halloween episode. I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and joining me tonight is... Hi everyone, I'm Tiana Hobson. And then running the ones and twos. Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. (laughs) Engineering... Again. Yes. But that's okay. But she got to watch this week, so it's all good. We all have a lot of lot of things to say about this episode. So let's start off with overall thoughts. I thought that tonight's episode was so good. Yeah. There was so much information. I remember we were talking, we're like, oh my gosh, we're already through like three pages of notes and it's only like halfway through the episode. We're only at the thirty minute mark. So a lot of good stuff happening, a lot of little details that hopefully we picked up on all of those little tidbits. Yeah, of. I wrote a lot of notes today <laughs> for a regular episode. Yeah. I have six and a half pages of notes. <laughs> Granted, I, I write very big and it's yeah. chicken scratch writing, but I do have six and a half pages. So it's like, those are, oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And if you're not watching us on YouTube or on AfterBuzz TV, then you can't tell that we're actually dressed up in our once upon a time fairy tale land garb. Um, Tiana and I are both the Red Riding Hood, our own renditions. And then uh, Marissa. And I'm Regina. This is my take. This is uh, Regina and Storybrooke. Yes. Not, not very, evil queen. Very much like a, my, like a mayor of Storybrooke yes. right now. And I actually almost came as, well, first I was going to be Snow White, and then I couldn't find my costume from <laughs> last year. And then I was actually um, going to be Dorothy, which would have been oh. very fitting. I want to talk about that later in this episode, because we, yeah. have, we have some Wizard of Oz predictions. <laughs> yes, we but do. Let's, let's jump right in. Um, the episode started off with... Um, being in present day Enchanted Forest, you know, Emma's there, Snow's there, Mulan, Aurora, and Killian Jones. Killian Jones. Which I'm surprised his name is Killian because Captain Hook, we all know his name is James Hook. And so I'm like, what's up with Killian? Just another moniker? Yeah, it's just, I think it's just another name, um... I mean, we see that so many characters have multiple names in this show, so maybe it has something to do with that. Um, But we see, um, you know, the tower is destroyed, a lot of people have died, and it seems like it's at the hand of Korra. There are a lot of missing hearts, um, (laughs) and, you know, Captain Hook is the one guy who survived... How convenient. Even though, yes, we all know that it's fake. And, um, you know, he was just kind of fake hiding in the wreckage. And Emma's actually the one who sniffs him out. Yeah, because she has that thing that going back to season one where she can tell if someone's lying, which mm-hmm. kind of makes me question why she didn't sniff out Cora or Pinocchio yeah. and Cora imitating Lancelot. Yes. Because, you know, that was kind of a lie. I know she was pretending to be someone else, but maybe but, her powers... But Emma didn't really know Cora, so it's not like she could um, like she doesn't really make any... Well, she, 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 she doesn't, doesn't know Hook either. either. Yeah. 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 Right. I think but. she... There are a couple people who I feel like... Um, maybe it's the magical people uh, who she can't tell if they're lying or not. Maybe. Or it's not... She's not as in tune with it. Um, but 
she does have a very good, you know, sense of reading people. Yeah, she reads people very well. That's kind of what her whole thing was, the bail bonds huntsman yes. person. Well, she's good <laughs> at it. Um, so then we jump back to Storybrooke, and... Um, Dr. Whale, it starts out with Dr. Whale gets punched by Charming. And Charming just jumps right in and says, This is for sleeping with my wife. <laughs> and that was kind of awesome, though. It but was. Whale retorts, Which one? Yeah, I love <laughs> that. He's like, Catherine? <laughs> okay, so did he sleep with both of them? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, no, but we realize that it's with snow and. Um, you know, this is when they were cursed, so he didn't really hmm. know that he was overstepping on Charming's girl. But um, I love the fact that the curse is their excuse for everything. Oh, I couldn't help myself. I was under the curse. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of an excuse. Like, think if everyone in the world had amnesia. Wouldn't that be kind of like a free pass? Like, you wouldn't know. Yeah. You would not know at yeah, all. Yeah, you wouldn't know. So you can't, you definitely can't hold that against them. But for some reason, Charming really does not like the fact that Snow was with someone else. And mind you, he was married to someone else. So True. clearly uh-huh. he had his stuff going on, too, after he woke up from his yes. coma and stuff. They, there was a period in time when they were trying to live happily as a married couple. So, well... Now the curse is lifted, thankfully. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, He can't see his own faults. (laughs) And I think it's interesting, too, because in this this scene, Whale's like, oh, hey, like, you know, the whispers around town are that you're trying to look for a portal to get back. Like, Mm -hmm. does that mean the lands are there? And something that Charming said was, I have no secrets from this town. And I thought that was really interesting because he's trying not to keep secrets. Meanwhile, Regina has secrets. Rumpelstiltskin has secrets still. Dr. Whale, at this point, no one knows who he is, so he has secrets still. Well, clearly all of the <laughs> pure characters are trying to are trying to be the best possible people they can be. They don't want to have any secrets. Yeah. I thought that was very good of him to point that out, kind of in a way like, I still don't know who you are, but I don't have any secrets. You're mm-hmm. the one with the secrets. Yeah. So it's kind of like putting that in his face. Yeah. Um, then, also in Storybrooke, after we see this um, interaction between Whale and Charming, we see Regina. She's kind of trying to get help. And I know that um, Tiana and I both mentioned during the episode while we were watching, it's kind of like Regina's 12-step program. She's like <laughs> kind of an alcoholic with <laughs> magic, and she's trying to um, become a better person. She says to um, Archie, she says... It's been two days since I've used magic. <laughs> it was a total AA moment, but you could tell that she was being sincere. She's like, I'm trying to keep my promise to Henry right now and not use magic. Mm-hmm. But clearly it was kind of killing her a little bit by not doing it. You could tell she was kind of fiending for the magic. She's like, <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been two days. Like, she's got the shakes. Yeah, she <laughs> I mentioned last week that Rumpel has the same problem, you know, because he's addicted to magic too. If only he was in the 12 step program, I mean, the world would be a yeah. better place. <laughs> Story Who wouldn't be least. addicted to magic? I mean, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have it. Everyone wants to stay pure with their magic using, but yeah, I'd probably use it. But again, it's it's very nice to see that there is still good in Regina. Mm-hmm. She isn't yes. completely lost um, to magic. Um, but um, Regina did say something that, like, uh, magic is the only way that she was able to get the things that she wants. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, which Archie comes back with, it's also the way that you've lost everything. Yes. So it's kind of like that two-way street of, mm-hmm. yeah, magic is the way I'm getting everything, but it's also the way you're losing a lot of stuff. So maybe it's time to try to get things without magic. All magic comes with a price. All magic that comes with a price, and magic is power. Yes. <laughs> We've heard that <laughs> so, so many, many times. times. I can't even count it. Um, but during Regina's therapy sesh... Um, Dr. Whale storms in and he kind of demands that Regina sends him back. We don't really know where, whether it's enchanted, the enchanted forest or it's some other land. Um, but he, he wants to go back and we find out that it's to go back to um, bring his brother. Yeah, he wants to go back to his brother. Which 
I don't know. Throughout this entire episode, I was trying to rack my brain to figure out who um, who his brother could be. Maybe some fans have some predictions or more insight on, you know, who... Hopefully. Who Dr. Whale slash Frankenstein slash wizard, wizard. <laughs> which I want to talk about later in this episode, yeah. what wizard means. Mm-hmm. Um, but And pre- like what happened to his brother that he ended up dead where he had to use not magic but science to the, try and bring him back. And the thing that gets me is just, this might be going ahead a little bit, but... um. Frankenstein was built out of different parts of different people. So if it's his brother, then is it really his brother or just a bunch of people put together? Yeah. And we do see that later in the episode. We don't really know whose heart is being used. Mm -hmm. And that could play a role in, um, you know, whatever monster is created. You know, their monster personality. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, just because you're taking a heart, like if that person was not a good person, person if they were an evil if person. they were an evil person then you know you're putting this evil part into maybe possibly a pure body so yeah. i mean we saw it with daniel daniel a little bit you know i think that's part of the reason why he came back as like a zombie monster. crazy monster <laughs> or maybe that's just you know how, how dr whale's magic or science yeah. works probably one of the repercussions of using magic to bring someone back to life like you they, can't just escape death like yeah so easily like that and i mean there was no other way rumple said that there's no way that magic could bring back per- a person and it's clear that it doesn't really work but then this might be jumping ahead too a little bit but then you you know at the towards the end you see that rumple kind of had a purpose for everything that he does which is which he always, always true yeah. yeah he always has a purpose but you know it's like what's he sort of using this for yeah now well we'll talk about that more in a little bit um i just want to mention before we move on to our next topic that uh if you're not watching us on youtube or on afterbuzztv.com then you can also listen to us on itunes if you just go to the itunes store type in afterbuzz tv you can find our once upon a time podcast as well as a ton of other podcasts we have about 50 shows for our fall lineup and then a ton of past seasons of other shows um and we we love to bring you free content. All we ask is that you subscribe, rate, and comment because we love hearing you know your feedback. And also tell a friend. Um, but we did get a lot of great feedback this past yes, we week. Did. Thank you for um, that. Yeah. So thanks for everyone who did comment um, on iTunes. We got several comments this week, and mostly positive (laughs) we are um we do want to continuously improve so if you do have some feedback whether it's negative positive please let us know um we did get a few people like nz mommy said uh great job gals and um cal rakin said uh that he likes us as the new hosts and he has actually um commented on our youtube so thanks for that yes commented Uh, and on itunes yes YouTube and iTunes, so. Which is awesome. Yes. More love for us, so thank you for that. It's really, you know, fans like you who keep us going. Yeah. And we really do appreciate it. We read it every week, and we're trying to get better for you guys, so let us know. Yeah. Yeah, and and I do just have to say, because I am a producer here, so I'm going to exert my authority right now, um, that for, for all of you who don't know, that because of season one, Once Upon a Time here at AfterBuzz, uh, we kind of got lower ratings. But, and Phil and Kevin, who are our executive producers here, we were actually going to axe the Once Upon a Time AfterBuzz show here. Like, completely mm-hmm. pull the plug. But I convinced them that if we found hosts here in L.A. who are enthusiastic about the show, and loves the show, and really want to talk about it, our new seasons season two would be awesome and here we are and because of you guys the listeners and the watchers it's because of you guys your rating and commenting and your constructive criticism which we love is the reason why we keep doing this show yes so. thank you yeah yes so we're excited to be here for season two all new hosts and yes you know hopefully you enjoy the podcast and again thank you for commenting and subscribing yeah we so. love it 
yeah back to the show I know that was a a long break but hopefully you stayed with us (laughs) back to the show Um, we saw the repercussions I guess of bringing back a person from the dead Um, but then we also got to see a flashback to old Enchanted Forest where we see how Regina originally gets her powers from Rumple. And this is something that I wanted to see pretty much since we learned that Rumpel was the one was the one who gave Regina her powers or showed her how to use and harness her magic. Um, and we saw this this incident where he's teaching her how to use magic on a unicorn. First, I wanted to say, I don't think I've ever seen a black unicorn. Yeah, because yeah. I thought that they were white because they're supposed to be pure, pure. and... Exactly. So is that an evil unicorn? Can you but, have an evil? Well, Rumple did say during this um, this scene that not everything is pure. Regina said that she didn't want to hurt it because it's so innocent. And he said nothing is completely innocent. He did say that. So maybe the um, producers or the writers were trying to prove a point that, you know, this particular unicorn had done something awful Uh, (laughs) they take everything like even the storytelling you know they do it their way their version they don't really care what the normal retelling of the story is so Mm -hmm. maybe their take on the unicorn is that it should be black yeah well (laughs) i thought it was interesting that um they chose a unicorn to kill because there's always that well, maybe I just learned from Harry Potter, but I guess <laughs> that um, when you kill a unicorn, you become cursed. Yeah. And so, like, just killing any unicorn, if, whether it's good or evil, would, be would have repercussions. Mm-hmm. So, but that's I, what Harry Potter taught us. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it seems like it kind of happened in this episode where we did see Regina become evil Regina. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of this incident but because of losing her love and whatever else i want to talk about that whole change more later um but one of the things that i thought was interesting about this particular scene um with rumple and regina was that um he mentioned um first how regina's mother was so um i guess her calling or her thing her shtick was to take out hearts. And Rumple was actually the one who showed Regina how to do that. And it was through this unicorn. He said, when you take a heart, it becomes enchanted. And you're actually able to control the being. So that's why, I guess, Cora um, and Regina have kept all of these hearts instead of crushing most of them. Yeah, because, I mean, you saw that with Sheriff Graham kind of in the first season Regina had his heart and kind of controlled him a little bit in Storybrooke um, until you know he decided to forge his own path and then she crushed it Mm -hmm. and it also explains why the heart glows yes and they take it out not like a regular heart oh it's bleeding and all yucky looking and and from um, season one we did realize that you can actually squeeze the heart and cause pain to the person um, and then, you know, yeah. you don't have to you crush have to it. crush it completely. You can yes. just kind of toy with them a little bit. Yeah. But in this scene, Rumple did make, or, you know, tried to force Regina to crush the unicorn heart. Yeah. And I think that it was really good to show how she couldn't do it. She was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. She's just so anti this evilness because she doesn't want to be her mother. She is clearly after using magic for a different reason other than why Mm -hmm. her mom used it. Yeah, and Rumpelstiltskin actually asks Regina why she wants to learn magic. And her response was um, she wants to use magic to bring back the dead, which upset (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin. He was not very happy with that answer. Um, Pretty much just to bring Daniel back. Yes. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's been her entire goal up until that point in her life um but he said that magic can't do that and thus introduces um this whole scene with jefferson the mad hatter um he brings in this crystal ball to rumple and we think this might be a portal some or i mean it it is a something important yes um but Rumple asks for slippers, and we actually had to watch this scene like 
two times and to figure out what he subtitle. said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did say that he wanted the slippers, subtitles. which made me think about Wizard of Oz and Dorothy's red slippers. Instantly. And the crystal ball, because that's a part of the Wizard of Oz story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like looking into there. And so I think the that the crystal ball could be used as a portal. Yeah. But maybe he also needed the slippers. Well, to... we hear that Rumple wants a way to get to a land without magic. We know that that's where Bay is mm-hmm. at that point in time. So he's trying to, we think he's trying to find a son. Um, and it's also revealed that um, the hats can only transport people to lands with magic. Yeah. Which is, which helps to clarify a few things, especially for people wondering why, like, Jefferson couldn't just jump over to mm-hmm. um, Storybrooke and jump back, even if he had his hat and whatnot. So I think that clears it up that you have to go to a place with magic. And since Storybrooke doesn't have magic, but Storybrooke has magic now. Yeah, I was so just going to ask, do you think the hat can still go to Storybrooke now that there is magic yeah, and around? Oh, I think that that might be a way that they get between the lands and maybe how Snow yeah. and Emma get back if that's not too prediction-y. <laughs> I, I think that they, they're they still going to have to use the wardrobe ashes to get back. Or someone may use the hat to get to the yeah. Enchanted Forest. I think there's going to be um, several different portals all working together. Like, yeah. they have to go through one portal to get okay. to another portal to get back to Starbuck or something along the way. Yeah, because the portal or business was kind of confusing. It's just <laughs> trying to find all the portals. We know now <laughs> there's slippers somewhere. They haven't been found yet or revealed yet. Or But they did say that they were already moved to another land. Yes. So that might be out of the question because if it is Dorothy she goes back to the land with no magic mm-hmm. in the slippers so she goes back to Kansas yeah Kansas <laughs> <laughs> which might be near Storybrooke I mean mm. it's it's in the same name. world <laughs> the same uh, like Storybrooke in like but no one England area. yeah well maybe we know that there are a couple people who can leave Storybrooke so maybe they can hop on a flight to Kansas <laughs> okay somehow um but uh, this is an important scene because it's where Regina first meets Jefferson. Yes. And um, we realize later that it's actually orchestrated by Rumpel. He wanted them to meet each other. And um, Jefferson tells Regina about this mysterious man who can bring back people from the dead. The wizard. Yes. The wizard. He calls him the wizard. And we realize that this is actually Dr. Whale. Finally. <laughs> finally. It's revealed who Dr. Whale is. He is Frankenstein. And he's also the wizard. Which we think might be a reference again to, to Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because all this was happening at the same time where he's like, let's just call him the wizard. And it's right after, you know, he has this crystal ball and there's no slippers mm-hmm. to go with it. So everything's kind of pointing in that Wizard of Oz realm yeah. right there. So, And also in, in the story of Wizard of Oz, we know that the wizard isn't, he doesn't actually have magic. And in Once Upon a Time, Dr. Whale doesn't, doesn't have magic. He has science. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Because, and Dr. Frankenstein, if you're familiar with that story, Frankenstein's obsessed with science. Mm-hmm. That That's like his whole creation, everything surrounding science, because Dr. Frankenstein, he's um, he was always fascinated with life, mm-hmm. science of life and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just want to know, um, who do you guys think Dr. Frankenstein or Dr. Whale's brother is? Do you have any insight or... I couldn't figure it out. At this point, I'm racking my brain trying to figure it out. And I can't because the only little part we saw was um, his body parts kind of stitched together, which we know that Frankenstein used lots of body parts, but that doesn't help me think of a person. Mm -hmm. So I I really don't know who the brother is because if it's Frankenstein, then we know that it's a body consisted of several different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marissa, I know you said that you think that the bald guy was Igor. I thought that it wasn't, just because I think Igor looks more decrepit. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little hunched true, over. Yeah. Uh, a, a bit more, uh, yeah, 
mangled, yeah. but um, it is Once Upon a Time, so they could go with a lot of different interpretations. Yes. I yeah. just, he is probably Dr. Frankenstein's, you know, assistant. Assistant. Yeah. Which is, which is Igor. Igor. Which yes. Is, so. Igor. Okay. Well, very hand met. We'll, we'll talk more Amigo. about those guys later in our after show. Uh, jumping back to Storybrook again. Regina reveals that Daniel is not dead, but he's frozen. Uh, or he is dead, but he's frozen. And uh, she's back in therapy with um, Archie. And he says, if you can't let go of the past, it'll haunt you. Haunt you. Because mm-hmm. it's a spooky episode. Um, <laughs> and we see this glimpse of Daniel in um, this glass coffin, very similar to Snow's coffin. Yeah. Um, and then we also see this this cute interaction between um, David and Henry. And David brings Henry to the stables, gives him a horse, and says that he wants to train him to be a knight. But the way that he trains him is not by putting him on a horse. <laughs> it's by letting Henry horse sit. And he says that you can't be a knight until your steed trusts you. And Which is fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's very like one of those typical parent moments where it's like... Grandparent. Okay, yeah, it was grandparent <laughs> moments where it's like, okay, you got to kind of teach the kid responsibility yeah. so it's giving him a little bit of responsibility and letting Henry know that his voice is being heard that he wants to help mm-hmm. you know that's what he was kind of complaining about a couple episodes ago yeah. it's like I want to help listen to me listen to me so this is this, this is um charming's way of letting Henry know I heard you here's what we're doing when your grandma and your mom get back you're going to be the best knight in Storybrooke yeah just kind of cute and a <laughs> reference to a knight so and Lancelot was a knight too. Yeah. So. Well, do we think that princes can be knights? Because Henry technically is a prince. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think because, princes. I mean, know, they they do get prince, the same training. Yeah, prince they have honor, but they're always you know because they're in the public eye. They're always taught you know chivalry and how to fight and how to protect a kingdom. Yeah. You know. So. Well, maybe in a a few episodes we'll see Henry fighting for. His mom and his grandma. On his little pony. (laughs) (laughs) Which ran away, though. Yeah. So hopefully he can wrangle him or find him again. Um, But while we're still in Storybrooke, we see David goes missing. Or not David, sorry. uh, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Regina thinks she kind of sees him in the rainstorm as she's driving. Can't really believe it. And then... I actually, I couldn't believe it yeah. at first. I thought that she was just seeing things or dreaming or something. Yeah, since we, we have had dream sequences, but she wasn't. I mean, he was alive. He was alive, and she actually saw thinking. what she thought she saw. Yeah. I know she even kind of was thinking, like, I, it couldn't be, could it? And so that's kind of why she rushes over, checks out her mausoleum, yeah. where she's been keeping his body in story Kind of creepy. After but she these. keeps Daniel and her family's mausoleum. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, another good thing is that um, Regina said that she brought back people that she wanted. Yes. And it was Daniel. So I thought that was another interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There could be more people. Yeah. Who Lot knows how many people. more people she has locked away down there. It's, it's definitely interesting to figure out and piece together who she wanted and who she didn't. And you know, why she brought over certain people, why she didn't bring over certain people. Mulan, Aurora, Philip kind of got shafted, (laughs) as did Lancelot, and he paid the price for it. Um, And then, clearly, she didn't bring her mother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good but (laughs) I mean, there are... What is her reasoning? What do you think her reasoning is behind bringing certain people and leaving certain people behind? I think that she just didn't want to let go yet. I think that she has this connection with Daniel where she still believes that she can get him back because that is 
the happiest times of her life. That's before her life took this giant change and shifted into this dark, evil place. Mm -hmm. So maybe she's still trying to hold on to a little bit of that innocence that she once had. Yeah. Sorry, letting go your first love. Yeah. But it's it's interesting because we do see Dr. Whale um, and he says that you can't like he didn't think that you could bring over the dead. And that's why his brother is still in another land. Um, so Regina finds Dr. Whale um, in his, what is it, a la- not a laboratory, but in his yeah, office, his, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was at the hospital, yeah. but I put down laboratory yeah. just because I had the feeling of the Dr. Frankenstein. Exactly. <laughs> we, all, we all thought it last week. Yeah. Everyone kind of predicted that it was Dr. Frankenstein. Um, but he brings Daniel back. And... Daniel is a monster. Daniel took off his arm. He rips off his limbs. That's crazy. That was like, there was body parts everywhere. I didn't know what belonged to who at that point either. So you just see him lying on the ground when Regina finds um, Dr. Whale. And I was just like, what what body parts is he missing? Because there's so many spread out across (laughs) the whole table that... It's kind of scary. Yeah. Mm. Once upon a time got dark for a second. I mean, it is the Halloween episode, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of expected. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but the Hatter, um, once we go back into um, the old Enchanted Forest, I have such a hard time keeping track of, like, which land we're in. <laughs> but um, I always try to write it down. So we're in... You're not the only one. Yeah. We go back to old Enchanted Forest and um, Jefferson takes Regina to um, Whale slash Frankenstein slash the wizard, as I have written down. <laughs> and, um, you know, we see this experimental procedure actually being performed on Daniel. And we think that this is, you know, he's actually trying to do it. We realize later that he didn't perform any procedure as per Rumpelstiltskin's orders. Um, but he says that he needs a heart for this. Regina takes him and Jefferson to Cora's um, vault. vault with hundreds of hearts. I mean, how many hearts do you think she took in her time? There was a lot of a hearts lot. in there. Which, the whole time when we were seeing those, I was thinking of you. and Queen your of hearts. Pre- <laughs> queen of hearts. I was like, oh my gosh, everything's pointing to this woman being the queen of hearts yeah. with her obsession right now. Yeah, yeah because uh, Regina tells Prince Charming that... Uh, that Cora, or yeah, it was Cora. She caused a lot of pain. She was a monster. She's a sociopath. She is a freaky <laughs> sociopath. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so, at, oh, sorry. At oh. the time, Regina kept referring to her as was was in the past tense. So, does Regina think that she killed her mother? I was gonna say something along those lines. I think she knows that. I mean, obviously, yeah, Cora isn't there anymore, um, but she doesn't really know what happened to her, whether she, I mean, I, I think this is before they realize that there are other lands, but they're just starting to realize that there is potential because Whale says in this scene that he came over from a different land. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, and this is when Regina's meeting Jefferson for the first time, so clearly it would be the first time she's hearing about different realms that you could hop around to as mm-hmm. well. So that makes sense that she wouldn't know exactly what happened to her. Besides, I pushed her through a looking glass mm-hmm. thinking, oh, okay, that's the end of her. She's trapped in there forever, but maybe it just transferred her over to Wonderland. Yeah. Um, and then another interesting uh, quote from the scene from Regina was, I will not use magic for evil. Pure Regina. Yeah. She was so so young, so young and, and innocent. innocent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, little did she know, <laughs> in about fifteen minutes, <laughs> <laughs> she would become an evil <laughs> witch. With a capital yeah. B. <laughs> I, I I wrote that quote down too. That she refused to use magic for evil, and I was just like, wow, she really was trying very hard not to be her mother. Yeah. And then something clearly happened that flipped a switch in her mind set that was like okay over this now got to do things the magic way because that's the only way to get things done i think it was um you know because because 
Dr. Whale couldn't bring back Daniel. Or, you know, yeah. in quotes, couldn't bring back. He didn't try at that time. Um, Which, another thing, watching that scene when he was trying to bring Daniel back, if I was Regina in that situation, I feel like I would have wanted him to do more because all you really saw him do through the shadow of the tent was lift his arms up and then, like, smash the heart down. And then he just walked out, like, instantly right after that. Oh, sorry, it didn't work. I was like, I kind of expected more, like, a bigger hoopla we'll behind try again. Yeah, like, like, I have millions of hearts. Of, yeah. yeah. There are a bunch of hearts. Just try another one. Yeah, he said yeah. this heart was too weak. It didn't take. Okay, well, my mom's got a vault <laughs> full of, like, hundreds of thousands of hearts. <laughs> we can try them all. We'll be here all night if you need to. Yeah. I, I just felt like it kind of was given up too quickly that... You know, she lost hope in that yeah, aspect. You don't, you don't, you know, stop on the first try. It's all part of the story. Yeah. I mean, we realized that Rumpelstiltskin's actually the one who, um, as I said, orchestrated this whole thing. And I thought it was interesting that with all the magic that Rumpel has, he needed these guys to get a heart from Cora's vault. Why couldn't he just go in there and get it himself? That's a good question, because he, he's the one who taught them how to do it. Yeah. He clearly has his own stash of some hearts mm-hmm. if he needed it. And he wouldn't be certain which heart Regina he was, was going to pick, unless he had been down there before, because I believe it was Dr. Whale or Victor, whatever we're called, the doctor is who he is back there. I think he's the one who picked out the heart. Mm-hmm. So unless Rumpelstiltskin was down there before and told him yeah. which one to go for. But if it's not a specific heart, if he didn't need a specific one from the vault, then why wouldn't he just take any random heart from, you know, a person or a unicorn or <laughs> anything he yeah. needed? So yeah, that's a good question to raise. Like, whose heart was that? Yeah. And what's the importance behind Rumpelstiltskin needing it. Yeah. Because they're, they're not labeled. Because if you see the vault before in, like, season one, Regina knows which heart it belongs to who. And so there's no name. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Oh. But she knows. But she knows. Or Cora knows. Yeah. Someone knows. Someone May- knows. Maybe, maybe that's why Rumpel didn't take it, because he needs Regina to know whose heart it is. Yeah. Yeah. But still, then he'd be unsure which one she took. Maybe she, he had a hunch. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin just knows everything. So. <laughs> he <laughs> is all knowing. Kind of like Oz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I thought another cool thing about this scene was just piecing together the timeline of this show. Um, you know, now we know that this scene happens sometime in between Regina getting rid of Cora and... Uh, becoming evil. Yeah. Which is a very small time frame. I mean, it must have been like the matter of days that this happened. Yeah, and at this point she's married to the king because she is the queen. So that means little snow somewhere running around at this point too. As is her father. Is her father alive still at this point? Mm-hmm. What we're assuming? Okay. Yeah. Henry yeah. Sr. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's different i don't know it's it's very confusing when they jump back and forth to cora's story because you never know at what point the stuff is happening so you kind of have to piece together the in-betweens like okay so clearly she's married now she's Mm -hmm. still missing daniel and it's just confusing sometimes going back and forth because in um in storybrook and in present day enchanted forest we know that that timeline is completely you know, <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever we go back to the old Enchanted Forest or any other land for that matter, we don't know specifically yeah. what time frame this happens in. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to put together a timeline of, you know, the old stuff. And hopefully, it, maybe it's on the internet somewhere. I'll have to check. Um, if anyone out there who's listening knows of a timeline that or someone's been putting one. together. Yeah. Or if you've created one, let us know. Yeah, um, you can post it on our, our YouTube page or on iTunes or tweet it to us, and I'm sure, I mean, I'd love to see it, but we'll definitely respond, because that's that would be huge. Um, one of the other things I had written down was this whole scene between um, 
Rumple and um, Whale. Rumple put back Whale's arm. Yeah. What's on right now? The very scene that. Oh, that is. For those of you listening on <laughs> iTunes, it's on the very scene. Yes. Note. So, um, Rumple, we realize that Whale is kind of a, not a servant, but he helps out Rumple. And they've done a deal before, and this is the second time where um, Rumple and Whale are kind of helping out each other. Yeah, it was interesting to see um, because you really haven't seen them interact in Storybrooke mm-hmm. much before this and him kind of coming in and Rumple being like, well, I want to know like why you brought Daniel back to life and Dr. Whale's kind of like, well, I thought that if I helped out Regina, she would send me back. Mm-hmm. Send me back to my brother and it comes back to his brother again. It's like clearly everyone who we've met here, they have that fuel that is firing them up to do things like Rumple runs on the fact that he's trying to find his son. That's why he does stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah, we find out Doctor Whale has a brother, and that's why he's doing stupid stuff like <laughs> bringing back a dead person yeah. and letting him run wild through Storybrooke for a minute there. Yeah. So it's you know it's just that same pattern happening again of like you have someone who has someone who they've lost in this curse yeah. who they're trying to get back to. Everyone has their reasons for either doing good or doing evil. Yes. Uh, and Karori, our other regular host here, who missing host. Join, join <laughs> us tonight, she just uh, oh. told me that there's a timeline on the ABC website. Oh. So oh. maybe we should check that out. Then I will definitely check that out. There's actually a couple interesting um, games and stuff like that on the website as well. Yeah. Which were pretty fun. <laughs> um, I've checked them out very briefly, but I do want to look at that timeline. So, um, yeah, Whale talks to Rumple about bringing back uh, Daniel, and we also see Daniel heading to the stables. Regina um, and Charming kind of figure out where Daniel is heading, and um, Henry is there alone with his new horse. Of course. <laughs> of course. The kid's just so cute and trusting, too. You know, the horses are freaking out, which is kind of one of those Signs. rule number one. Yeah. If the animals are freaking out, right. get out of there. A storm's yeah, coming. Yeah, a storm's coming. Something <laughs> bad is about to happen if the, if the animals are reacting like this, Henry. Mm-hmm. Animals always know. Yeah, they always know what's up. So Henry's just kind of like standing there, and the horse poor kid he's so small the horse like high kicks him he's like out on the ground and then in walks the stranger who's dressed in like old school garb (laughs) (laughs) if i was a kid and i saw him walking in i probably wouldn't be like hey uh." he looks like he's from the 1800s (laughs) yeah (laughs) and henry's like are you okay like are you safe are you hurt can i help you Mm -hmm. and he doesn't say anything and just goes for the chokehold and which is very reminiscent of Frankenstein. Yes. It's true. And it's reminiscent of how um, Cora, what Cora did to him. Mm-hmm. Because it was that arm out, and I think it was Henry's gesture out to him that kind of... He had a flashback. The flashback yeah. of her doing that. So he's like, oh, no, I got you this time. Yes. Um, and, of course, Charming and Regina arrive right at the exact moment and save the day. Um, and Regina says that she won't use magic to subdue Daniel, which I thought was interesting because Mm -hmm. you would think that her whole goal is, you know, bringing him back and making him be safe, that she would, um, put a hold on this. I mean, if she's using magic for good, it's justifiable. You would think that. What I took out of it was that, one, she didn't want to hurt Daniel because she just got him back. And two, she didn't want to break her promise to Henry. Mm-hmm. Because she she's two days sober of no magic. So, <laughs> you know, she doesn't want to have a relapse already so soon. Especially with Henry being right there. I just took it as it was mostly you know, in honor of what she had promised Henry. Like, I have to figure out how to solve this without magic. Yeah. It's also back to what um, Archie told her. You know, magic may be what brings you everything, but it's also what destroys yes. everything. And ultimately, when she does 
decide to use magic, it is to destroy Daniel. Yeah. And, I mean, that happens after he puts her in a chokehold. And, yeah, he won't hurt me. Let me just talk to him. I'll just talk to him real quick. Nope. Yeah. And there was that sappy moment, which true love can break the curse. Regina says, I love you. And he kind of drops the the monster mode. And um, lucid for a moment. Yeah. He he remembers everything, but he says, let me go because he's completely in pain. So it's now apparent that even if you bring someone back from the dead, there are repercussions. They can't live a happy life again. They're, you know, they're hurting. Definitely. And his last words to her, because she was like, no, but I love you. And he goes, then love again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, like. This was his way of letting her go so that hopefully she can let him go Mm -hmm. and move on to find her other happy ending, whatever it may be. I just had a aha moment, which um, makes me feel really stupid for not realizing it earlier. But the heart that she probably took from the vault was Daniel's. Unless Cora crushed crushed that one. Yeah. Okay. Never but mind. It, it was a good. It was a good moment. <laughs> yes, um, but <laughs> moving on. <laughs> wah, wah. Okay, I didn't get that prediction <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so at least you're thinking. Cora uses her magic, or not Cora. Regina uses her magic after Daniel says to let him go, um, and it's very hard for her. But she um, makes him disappear, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. She didn't freeze him. I mean, I guess truly letting him go is... Not putting that um, spell back on him to kind of keep his body Mm -hmm. preserved. The preservation curse that he was under for years. She didn't do that. She actually destroyed him. Disintegrated. Yeah, disintegrated him. Gone. Yeah. So, he's... I mean, there's no coming back from that. Because what they do a lot in this show is make you think people are dead. And then somehow they came back from it. And I really don't see any way of him coming back from that. So if he pops up again, I'm going to be mad. I think he he might pop up in a flashback or flashback two. But I don't do think that he will be in the present day Storybrooke or Enchanted Forest anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully. Um, I like, uh, you know, after this interaction, she goes back to um, Archie's Archie's office and she goes I used magic <laughs> like again mm-hmm. it's like a sobriety thing but uh, at least she's admitting it and you can tell that she's really taking it kind of seriously with wanting to not break her promise to Henry mm-hmm. and I, li- I actually liked the soft side of Regina because she- we can see that she is still a good person yeah Mm-hmm. And she's she really isn't like her mother, yeah. and there is hope for her. And I, I like seeing her soft side, her vulnerability, and I think that's something that you know we can just you know look out for for in the future if she yeah. does become good. But um, at the same time, while we did see that scene where she's trying to become good, the scene right before that was Regina becoming evil. Um, and it's when, you know, she goes and finds Rumpelstiltskin and she takes out the heart of his new protege, <laughs> which was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, she just walks up like, oh, what's going on here? And Rumpel says, I had to find someone else to train. Yep. And Regina was just all, oh, really? And sticks her arm out, takes the heart, crushes it all Almost in like a single motion and going from someone who was so against doing it at first earlier in the episode to that. And she came out and like Kathy mentioned when we were watching it, she was dressed in her all black look. Mm -hmm. And that was the kind of start of it. And she walked out there owning it. Just I'm a crushless heart and you're going to train me and and continue doing it. And going off the wardrobe because I was going to bring that up because the first time we see... Regina training with Rumpel. She's wearing some armor, which is some dark, but she's also wearing a white shirt underneath, so they're still, like, good and bad. And now that she killed the protege, she's, like, literally all in dark. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's always easy to tell when she's nice Regina and evil <laughs> Regina um, because of the, the white and black ensembles, um, which I always love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So the last thing that I want to talk about is uh, present day Enchanted Forest and continuing with um, Emma and Snow's storyline. So just finding out who Hook is and um, Cora and his plan to get back to Storybrooke, um, Emma senses that there's, you know, he's lying. Yeah, that something's off. And she actually says she ties him to a tree and summons some ogres, um, which is kind of like holding a gun to his head, <laughs> the equivalent. And he reveals himself as Hook, as Killian Jones. Um, and he reveals the entire plan as well. He says, Cora wanted me to gain your trust. And he tells them about the, the, uh, the ashes to the wardrobe that have, you know, that They're are enchanted. enchanted. Yes. And... Um, they, I mean, he basically barters with them and says, you need to keep me alive uh, because he's the only one that knows where this enchanted compass is that can, you know, in conjunction with the ashes, help them get back to Storybrooke. Yeah, and I I saw it with Hook. Part of me thinks that, I mean, I don't think you could ever fully trust him. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't think that Emma, Emma and Snow kind of talk about, you know, well, we know that Cora has tricked us before. So as long as we're aware that they might still be tricking us, you know, we kind of have one foot up on them. But what I don't trust about Hook is how fast he gave away the whole plan. Because, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, there's ogres who are going to come kill you and you're in a tight spot. But to give up the entire plan yeah. that easy, especially from someone like Captain Hook of all people, I don't think that's very trustworthy information. The compass might be a legit thing that Cora may or may not know about. It may be a plot for Cora didn't want to go up there and get it herself. So she's going to have these guys go retrieve it for her. Yeah. I don't think that Hook has any um, allegiance or alliance with Korra. I think it was more just a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she can help him get what he wants, which is as we find out to, I mean, we kind of knew this, to exact revenge on Rubble Stillskin. Mm -hmm. Um, And he admits that to, you know, Emma, uh, Mulan, Aurora, and Snow. I'll make a deal with you guys if I help you you have the promise to take me back with you to so I can get my revenge which was another thing in this episode is that for the for one of the first times we see other characters besides Rumpelstiltskin making deals making deals yeah mm-hmm. and I've and I never thought about other people you know you have Jefferson who makes a deal with Regina kind of to get a royal passport mm-hmm. if he gets her man's heart going again and then you have Captain Hook who's now made two de- the same deal with Cora that he made with Snow, Emma, Mulan and Aurora. He's kind of like a double agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's working both sides. He's just trying he, to get to Rumpelstiltskin. I, I wrote down. Yeah. I was like he's working for two people. <laughs> I don't think that he will remain faithful to their deal. No. Like if there is an opportunity presented where he's the only one who can get what he wants he will seize that. Yes. I agree with that. He also, there was a moment earlier when he was first meeting them that Hook said, um, that Snow was like, oh, I only got five minutes with my husband and my grandson. And he kind of was like, oh, you have a grandson. Like, he seemed very interested in that. Mm-hmm. And that's when Emma kind of cuts him off for the first time and is like, well, no, you don't need to know anymore. But I thought that that was something to kind of point out because I think it might come back later. I don't know how. Do you think that he, Captain Hook, thinks that the grandson is Peter Pan? Or is it just he's interested in little boys? (laughs) I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I kind of got the feeling just... I mean, after watching that episode with Lancelot, where you go back and watch it and realize the little things that Cora Mm -hmm. kind of had her hand in in playing Lancelot, him asking about the family the follow-up question yeah i just up on just that too. really alerted something in my mind of like make note of that it might come back later mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that as closely as um he and cora are working she didn't mention that because she did know mm-hmm. that um you know snow has a grandson and maybe that's how it'll come up because maybe he's thinking oh cora didn't mention that she's got a mm-hmm. great a step great grandson well, this is probably the only thing that happened while time was frozen i mean 
Emma grew up mm-hmm. and had a kid. That's, I mean, no one knew that because time was frozen. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, of course, they introduce another storyline at the very end of this episode. Uh, the magical compass that they need to find is up a beanstalk. And um, yeah. of, of course, there's is. a giant at the top, is. which, you know, if we all remember this story, Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack and the beanstalk um, it was his mom. They needed, they sold their goat yes. for a bean. I thought it was cow. It was oh, a cow, a cow or a goat. a cow for um, like three magical beans. Yeah, for three beans. Well, he's so. supposed to get money um, so that they can pay for food and, you know. No. Got beans he instead. Gets magical beans instead. Yes. And then he goes up there, and there's a giant. And wasn't he trying to steal a harp, a harp in a the harp. original? Or mm-hmm. in one of the versions? Of yeah, it was an enchanted harp. I yeah, it was an enchanted harp. Maybe we'll see that. We'll probably see an enchanted harp. Um, I also... I want to think that the magical beans are similar to the magical beans that Bay used to get to... Um, to you know, leave the enchanted forest when yeah. he was trying to get him and Rumpelstiltskin out. Yeah, because I remember when that episode first air aired in season one with Bay and the Beans and the portal. When the fairy was like, "I have these ma- magical beans," I instantly thought of Jack and the Beanstalk, and then clearly that was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> like many yeah. of our predictions, and then it was like a portal, and so I still was thinking, "Oh, yeah, it's it, he dropped down there, and then and then there there's going to be the Beanstalk." But, I but now right. they they did introduce the beanstalk. They might all come around again. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there are a lot of questions that were answered this episode. And just like every other episode, there are a lot more questions presented. Who is I? Who is Frankenstein's brother? Yes. Who is Frankenstein's brother? Whose heart did he take? What is yeah. at the top of that magical beanstalk? Besides a giant. Besides a giant. Besides a giant. <laughs> well. Will they ever get back to Storybrooke? Will they? Yeah. I think they will. Yeah. They but have to. My, my question is, how, how long do you think um, Emma and Snow have been stuck in this enchanted land? Because for us in real time, it's been four weeks. But for them, would it be four days? I think or? I think it's it pretty much moves at the same pace. That's Are we talking about the time in Storybrooke and the time in the... Yeah, like how long has Snow and Emma yeah. been stuck in the That's other? Like, personally, I think that it's the same timeline, but it might be different. I like to think that it's been the same amount of time yeah. for both ends, but I think that time could also. I mean, it is a yeah. fairy tale show yeah. where you could have that the enchanted land. Maybe one day there is one week in Storybrooke. Yeah, mm-hmm. the or only, vice versa. The only way that I think that it's the same or reason why I think that it's the same time is because they were both frozen for 28 years. And that was the same time frame. Yeah. But we'll find out, (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, So let's move on uh, to news and predictions. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so for some fun news, casting-wise, it was just announced that Ethan Embry is going yes. to be joining the cast as a recurring awesome. role. Um, if you don't know, he is most famous probably for Can't Hardly Wait, mm-hmm. 90s baby. Um, he's also was Rusty in the Vegas Vacation movie for La- National Lampoon. And, and he, he just yeah, appeared he in Grey's Anatomy, Anatomy last week. So I was like, ABC is bringing Ethan back. <laughs> awesome. Go you guys. The details about his character are being kept secret. Mm-hmm. As of right now, we just know that he's going to be a visitor to Storybrooke. So we don't know if he's going to be magical or non-magical because another tidbit that they announced over the summer was that there will be someone visiting Storybrooke from the outside world mm-hmm. who's completely nothing to do with the curse and everything. So could be him. Could hmm. We don't know. Yeah. Um, also in next week's a- episode um titled Tallahassee we get to learn more about Emma's backstory and when she was like as a teenager the mystery man from the very first episode his he's in this episode and his name has been revealed his name is Neil oh 
Spoiler alert. alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. His name. You gotta give me a second. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My, his name is Neil Cassidy. And as of right now, I can't find any hidden meaning to it, but I did look up Neil Cassidy. He was an author and poet. He was a major figure of the beat generation in the 1950s and the psychedelic movement in the 60s. And he was also the model for the character of Dean Moriarty. I'm saying that wrong. In the novel On the Road. Cool. So Interesting. So he's an author. Yeah, so he's an author and poet. Did it say if he fathered a child named Henry? It did not say anything about that on Wikipedia. Darn you, uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> letting me down. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all the news and gossip I've got for now. But I thought that, that Neil Cassidy, it's like, okay, see how he's connected. Is he, is he Henry's father? Mm-hmm. Is he... Well, a fairy tale character as well, or I think we should segue into predictions okay. then. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. You so, we don't have our, you know, glass ball. It would be really fitting for oh yes, to have our crystal Halloween. ball. Um, so next week we see the previews and um, we learn more about Emma's past, as you said. And a lot of people on YouTube and actually on our iTunes are predicting um, that we find out finally who Henry's father is. Or we at least kind of get a hint at who he might be. Yes. And I'm going to go along with some of the predictions that I've been reading online. That the mystery man is Henry's father. And that he's Peter Pan Mm -hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Which would also mean, in he's my, it may mean he's Bay because I'm also sticking with the fact that Bay is Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. I think that um, one of our listeners wrote in, uh, I think a week ago, and he said that the author is actually the author of uh, the book. So I think that he's that. I think he also might be Peter Pan <laughs> and um, Bay. I don't think that he's Henry's father, though. I think that that might be a different character. Maybe someone Maybe. from um, Emma's past. So, hmm. I, Yeah, I still don't know. I think... I don't know. I, um, I don't know how exactly Snow and Emma are going to get back. But like I said earlier, I think there's going to be several different portals that are involved. But uh, my friend Cindy, she actually um, mentioned uh, the magical heart. Could it be for the Tin Man? Yes. I forgot to mention that because uh, the wizard said, uh, or Dr. Whale said that he needed a heart. um, To to, the process. Yeah, and obviously in the... Uh, the Wizard of Oz, the, the wizard need, gives the, the Tin Man, tin man a, heart. a heart. Um, he gives the lion courage. Yeah. He gives um, the, the scarecrow a brain. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And uh, another thing, which is kind of a little bit different, um, what's going to happen to Red Ruby? Oh, and yeah, she's her. Gonna. I mean, because it's been four weeks already, and well, for us, for yeah, Thorburn, <laughs> she's. Will she turn into a wolf? Yeah. Soon? She, but now that they're in Storybook, is the is magic gonna still going to... I don't know. Another spoiler. Or has, she, or has she learned how to control it a little bit yeah. better? Maybe. D- does she have she, the red Well, she though? has... Well, she... In an upcoming episode, they're going to have one based on her. That's all. Oh, okay. That, uh, okay. It's going to be based around... Another She's going to be the featured person of... Hopefully that'll answer more questions. So I think that, that I might have. answer yes. a lot of your questions. <laughs> all right. All right. They're usually good that. at answering questions. It just takes them a while. Especially with the cast growing because they're bringing in so many new characters that uh, you kind of have to put the regular ones in the back corner for a little bit yes. and to introduce corner. and then bring them all back in together. I don't I don't think they need to introduce anymore for a while. Just like <laughs> stick to the characters they have. Time. Answer some of those questions and then introduce maybe some more. Yes. But hopefully the payoff with all these new characters is going to be like mind-blowingly big <laughs> and awesome. And then it'll all feel like it was worth it. <laughs> it better be. I 
definitely hope it's all <laughs> worth it. I'm sure it is. Um, but again, we still have a lot of questions. I know everyone listening probably has a lot of questions, but if you have any predictions, please let us know. Um, we love to tweet, you know, people. Let us know your predictions. Yeah. How can they find you, Tiana? You can find me on Twitter at TweetT22TWEETEE22. And I am at Marissa Movies. That's M A R I S A Movies. I'm also on Instagram as well. You should follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV and on Instagram because Kathy and I were the ones who actually posted oh. pictures yes. on Instagram. I post a lot of behind the scenes. So for those who like the behind the scenes stuff, those are the pictures you only get. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Catherine Kelly. And as Marissa said, you can find all of us on Twitter at uh, AfterBuzz TV. So definitely join us for, you know, more talking. Talking. And um, again, we do listen to or read all of your comments on YouTube and uh, iTunes. on iTunes. So please comment away. But <laughs> until next week, for all of us here at AfterBuzz TV, thanks for joining us. And happy Halloween. And happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 